Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 38 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And do you have days when you just want to pull your hair out and scream, I just want to be a normal eater. I just want to eat normally again. I have a feeling that that's happened to you. It's happened to many people I've talked to and to many people who write letters to the Love Food Podcast. And today we have a letter from someone who is yearning for just that. She is someone that has had an emotional connection to food, um, one that's helped her cope with a lot of really crappy things, and she's wanting something different, yet she finds herself stuck in this way of connecting. And it's just yearning so much to be a self-described normal eater. So. Let's go ahead and hear this episode's letter, and I can't wait to hear what you think about today's episode. Dear Food, for the longest time, we were best friends. You were there to comfort me and console me when I hurt. 
You were there to numb the pain I desired not to feel. You were there to fill a void of need. You were there when life was unbearable and I would use you and then throw you out. I know that we have had our ups and downs, but I just wanted to say I'm sorry for using you and abusing you. I'm sorry that when I felt out of control, I thought you would take away my pain. I know that you are here to take care of me, but I did not want to take care of myself. However, one day I thought I would try to use you and throw you out, but I realized I didn't want that kind of friendship anymore. I wanted something healthier. Normally, when life is hard or joyous, I turn to you, but I'm tired of the ups and downs. I'm ready for steady and stable. Recently, I had an argument with someone and all I could think of is what can I eat? I have used you as a numbing agent for so long that I automatically turn to you without a second thought. Will the thoughts of wanting to use you and throw you out ever go away? Will I ever think of you normally like others do? Sincerely, I just want to be a normal eater. Hey there, letter writer. I hear your yearning to become a normal eater. And I don't know about you, but do you know anyone who's a normal eater? You know, and I guess what I'm trying to say is what is normal eating right now is probably not what you're looking for. I I do think normal eating today is quite disordered. Um, we live in such a toxic culture, focusing on the thin ideal, focusing on good versus bad foods, eat this, not that, that I don't think normal eating is normal or the majority anymore. I know we can get back to it. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Yet um, the normal eating that you're striving for, yes, I think you can get back to that. And um, I hear that you don't want to have a connection to eating and your emotions any longer. And, you know, something that I really think is important for us to discuss and something that I know to be true is that it is normal to emotionally eat sometimes. And that's the part that's okay. You know, it's a normal thing for humans to do. And it always has been and it always will. You know, if we think about any kind of celebration and transition in life, it includes food. Um, that's not going away. I hope it doesn't because it's pretty cool. You know, I, I talked a lot about my own experiences with emotional eating and transitions in life in the very first episode of this podcast. It's episode zero even. Um, so I, I feel like it's a, that is a normal part of experiencing life and it really always needs to be. But Never having an emotional connection to food may be a little too absolute because I don't think that's going to exist unless you're a robot. And thankfully, you're not. So let's give a colleague a call. I'm going to call Tracy Brown. She's a dietitian. And I wonder if she can help us further define what normal eating is and some steps for you. Let's hear what she has to say. Hello. Hi. 
guys. It's Tracy. This is Tracy. How are you doing today? Hi, Tracy. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking so much time out of your day to come and talk to us about this letter. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. I actually read it a couple of times just to let it kind of sink in and hopefully come at come at it from a couple of different angles. Hopefully. Yes. Well, I mean, man, she really, really wants to be a normal eater, which I always think mm-hmm. is an interesting kind of phrase because like, what is a normal eater anyway? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, where are these normal eaters? You know, um, and especially like these days, I feel like normal eating is kind of disordered eating, like everyone's dieting and stuff like that. That being said, um, what do you feel like is what's going on with this with this letter writer? You know, what's your impression? Well, I think that, you know, as you read this and you can feel it, just the um, the tiredness in it. And of course, if you've been all your life up and down with your relationship with food, um, at some point, even something that feels, um, you know, really good to you, like um, at some point this, you know, restricting or whatever the behaviors are, um, you know, f- it's just of our purpose and it, it um, does something for us at, at a certain point. But because we all have to eat and we all have to have, you know, fuel to live, um, it's like when we're on a diet or even have more disordered eating, um, it, the, the, the contract never puts in like tiny little letters at the bottom disclaiming like and um, using this as a tool to not feel your feelings or be present with yourself comes with these consequences. There's no um, disclaimer. Mm. And so we don't often know that that's what we're in store for. So it's like, it's not, it's not our fault. You know, we, it's, it comes with a territory mm. and it looks like this person has come to the place. They're recognizing that it once helped and now it hurts more than it helps. And um, it's, it's really lovely to actually see that like, I want something else. And that's a really the great first step. Um, and so when they say that I just want to be a normal eater, um, you know, normal is, I guess, very, uh, <laughs> that's all in perspective. But maybe what and it, I think they alluded to this a little bit more is um, I want peacefulness. Mm. And so and so this person asked about, will I ever think normally like others do? Um, and so I think of a story just to start off with. Just how do we start to um, basically reprogram our brains a little bit to not have the first thing that we think of as food when we feel uncomfortable? And so a little story I often use. I grew up on a farm in Illinois, and I remember um, there was a part of this pasture near a pond that my dad hardly ever mowed for whatever reason. And I would notice, though, that it was so cool to watch. Like he would take his truck across the pasture where there were no tracks, there's no road, but he would just go across it. And the, the really tall grass up to your shoulders would, you know, bend forward. Um, with the tire tracks, and it would create like a little faint little path. And then next time he would use it again, a little bit deeper path and a little bit deeper path because he kept using that same path and it became the path of like autopilot or least resistance. And that's kind of what happens when you're in a diet mentality or you've used food, restricting, binging, purging, you know, numbing, whatever we're doing. Um, it, it becomes like the path of least resistance and we don't really have wiring sometimes for another way where it's been so long that we don't remember. And, um, and so it'd be interesting if what would happen one day, if you start to use a different path, like, oh, I feel uncomfortable and it would feel uncomfortable. Let's say to drive your truck on a totally different side of pasture where there's no path. They would feel like, what am I doing? And is this okay? And I'm a little disoriented and I'm a little uncertain. Um, but the more you use that new path that you're trying to create, the stronger and the deeper it gets to where eventually the less you use the old path, um, this at some point, it's not so much you have to make it go away. It'll start to fade into the to the background like everything else, and you'll have a new path. 
Oh, yeah. You know, I agree with you. I, and I love that metaphor. That think that's so special that it's something that you witnessed because mm-hmm. um, that's a, um, a sort of a metaphor that I talk to people about, about rewiring their brain. And mm-hmm. I really like mm-hmm. yours. I hope you don't mind if I use it. You can it. steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't steal it. I'll say this is via Tracy Brown. But, um, you know, even adding to that something that I feel like is really neat because I'm I put myself in those shoes of like witnessing your father do that. And I, I was like, I bet the first few times he would go through the pasture where the grass was up to your shoulders, it felt differently than, you know, Mm -hmm. the next few times after that. And I was even thinking about like times where I've gone off-roading and I've always been a city girl, you know, I've always grown up in like a more urban area. And so for whenever I have even just been on like on the grass, like if you know, when you go to festivals, and they make you park in like a grassy parking lot, like that mm-hmm. felt like so crazy to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so even so doing that, it's so different. And so I can remember times where we had to do things like that. And the, in the beginning, it felt almost like illegal, even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like, I was doing something wrong. And but as you, I kept going, something I realized is like, I got like my, you kind of get your like version of sea legs, I guess. And so what I think I'm going with that is, a, is, you know, once we try to like rewire our brain and start to do that work, as we do more of that work, even as we're still like putting down new pathways, it's like, we're, mm-hmm. it gets easier in a sense, because we know what's going on. And that's what I wonder with her. Like, it probably feels so foreign. It feels so weird and maybe illegal. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. When you're, when the, the language of like food and body gets all entangled with emotions and the reactions of your nervous system. So of course they're going to be tangled up for a while. And it takes like that pause to be able to say, Oh my gosh. Um, Sometimes you don't even know what the feeling might be before you want to restrict or weigh yourself or binge or whatever it is. But if we can create enough of a pause to recognize, oh, wait a minute, I feel fat or I feel like I got to eat, you know, it feels more bingy. If we can take a pause of like, oh, yeah, I feel fat is actually I feel uncomfortable or I want to go through McDonald's and order, you know, two or three different meals. That's still I feel uncomfortable because I'm not even checked in with my body. I don't know what's up. Mm -hmm. But if we can stop a second and just create a pause, you know, regardless of what we do next, there's a level of like that already, that would be the first step that just that tiny pause already starts to create something new. So yeah. and when she asked, like, how do I get there? Like, we'll start with a pause first and then build up to, oh, I feel fat. Oh, wait a minute. That's how I feel uncomfortable. Um, I can't tell her the uncomfortable, but I'll try this first. But I still don't like that. So I'll do my old thing. Yeah, that's, you know, pro- that's progress. Yes, I agree. And you know, something I would add to that too is like, because I do feel like that pause is so powerful. And where it's its power is when you do have that permission to do whatever you want mm-hmm. next, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you don't have to like, go and change everything and go be this normal eater or not numb out right. or whatever you're needing to do. Like, it's just like providing that space, like hold that space for a second and be aware and and then do whatever you need to do. And it could be what you think or it could be not be what you think, whatever. Um, it's almost like the permission with that mm-hmm. pause, I feel like, is where so much healing happens. And that, that's the stuff that I don't think a lot of people um, really give themselves enough space for is like mm-hmm. a moment just to like, let me find out really what's going on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, and I think I was talking with somebody about that last week. Um, not a client, but just a other colleague, and we were talking about sometimes when you read the book Intuitive Eating, which is an amazing, terrific resource. But um, 
it goes deeper than that. You know, it really goes deeper than even the principles of like, I'm just going to do intuitive eating. It's these are the little tiny things that we take for granted is what builds that space. So it's like having permission to even do the, the thing that you don't want to be doing, but you're doing the thing anyway, recognizing, oh, I'm doing the thing because I need something, not because I'm just flawed and messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so recognizing there's even, oh, gosh, just more nuance even in that whole getting to quote unquote normal eating. Um, and oftentimes you know, we don't talk about that enough. And so I'm glad that we have this opportunity to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like repaving those or making new pathways is really messy. We need to honor that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's been a lot of function in her numbing out. I also think that's right. really important. Um, yeah. So if she is like in this place, like she's, it sounds like she has a tremendous amount of awareness, which I feel like is ballsy. Um, mm-hmm. It takes so much courage to be like aware of, you know, using food to cope and then saying, okay, I'm going to try to tolerate my emotions differently. Um, so let's say she starts to work on that pause. You know, mm-hmm. what do you feel like are some next steps for her? Um, I think the next steps are going to be about um, to whatever level she can probably recognize what could be happening. Um, it may be hypothetical. Like, I don't really know why I want, why I feel bad or I want to restrict. And that would be a combination of work between maybe somebody like me or you, or even in conjunction with a you know a therapist probably. But um, knowing that there's probably something that's uncomfortable and getting maybe more to the story of that, as well as um, you know, for my part, I just want to help people have a lot of different um, skills to go along with that and recognize you know if there's if there's hunger and fullness there. If not, what else could you be hungering for? Um, and, and actually making some self care list of like I feel this thing and maybe. Of this discomfort and is there something I can do for maybe a certain amount of time and mm-hmm. there's no other um, I guess I'll go back again go back to the thing but maybe for 10 minutes I'm gonna write or 10 minutes I'm gonna get on the phone or get some sunshine or sit underneath a tree mm-hmm. <laughs> and just be as much presentness as I can tolerate and if yeah. I can't tolerate more that's okay yeah and again you're growing that resiliency muscle to like discomfort Mm-hmm. So, you know, she brings up a really good point in her letter. You know, she's like, well, at least I, it's a point that I was taking from it because she said mm-hmm. she really wants to be a normal eater. And how would you describe normal mm-hmm. eating? <laughs> well, I think a lot of this, I don't have it memorized, you know, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. but I can paraphrase, you know, Ellen Satter has a really good definition mm-hmm. of how normal eating is really flexible. Um, and sometimes it means eating a lot or um, not very much and eating the cookie because it's warm out of the oven and eating mm-hmm. several and taking a long, a longer than usual to get hungry or it's like yeah, one and done and <laughs> you move on. Um, I think it's just, it's flexible. And I, I, for me, it's tricky because I feel like normal eating is so abnormal in our culture at this point, because most people do worry about little bits of things here or there. So I tell my clients, um, your normal eating will actually be pretty abnormal in the grand scheme of things. Cause if you get to the place where you don't feel guilty about eating anything and you hundred percent trust your body, you'll be more normal than what you consider other normal eaters to be. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be actually like abnormal in our world, but exactly, it's like the normal exactly. that we want it to be right. So yeah. The normal that we probably had, if we were lucky to have very, like if we had parents to just let our bodies be trusted and feed us a variety of food and let that go and trust mm-hmm. that that's the closest we're going to get yeah. <laughs> back to that. And that's yeah. kind of what I consider normal is like, well, how my toddler ate, you know, and when yeah. she wasn't overly influenced by anything, but her hunger and she chose from what I ate and when she was a toddler and, or she chose it or she rejected it. And that was the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I often 
think that those um, people that we're lucky enough to talk to about their relationship with food and when they do all that work, I, I feel like they become, quote unquote, more normal eaters than people mm-hmm. who never really Mm-mm. thought they had an abnormal relationship with food. Like they do so much more work on healing and um, their relationship with food is healthier because I've right. done that kind of exploration. And I mean, it just goes to show how hard it is to recover from any kind of eating disorder. And then also like how toxic our world is right now, which totally sucks. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I'm curious if you have anything you'd like to add to our food peace syllabus. And, um, you know, if you're new to the podcast, the food peace syllabus is something that we've put together to kind of have, I don't know, like a one piece kind of document that lists all of our resources that we've been gathering throughout all these podcasts. And it's like books and blogs, videos, podcasts that further helps encourage a healthy relationship with food. And I have the first, I guess, kind of semester of food peace syllabus is ready. You can get on my website. Um, And I'm starting the second one right now. So do you want to add anything to that, Tracy? Sure. Um, The the two books that I actually want to recommend for this particular person, because there's their they're going deeper into it and it's, that's really felt in this. So I would say um, um, Life Without Ed by Jenny Schaefer. And I recommend that one just because of another, sometimes we need to hear um, what we think in the voice of somebody else and not feel so alone. So I want this person to know that you're, there's, you're not broken or flawed or there's not anything to be fixed about you. It's just that when you feel like you're the only one that's having these thoughts, it can feel like, is this ever going to go away? So mm-hmm. I recommend that book. Um, Eating in the Light of the Moon is honestly one of my favorite books of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not be- not just because of the dieting recovery piece and the um, relationship with food piece, but just um, a way to because um, some of us you know learn better and and um, experiencing better through storytelling and through it um, just you know seeing the story of what we're trying to say through our food through a different way and it makes more sense. So Eating in the Light of the Moon by Nita Johnson. Um, is the reason I would also suggest this book to this person because of their yearning for normalcy. And a lot of times by just doing your own thing um, and finding your way back to your home, your own coming back home to yourself, is that you don't even need to worry about what everybody else is, what normal looks like. Your your peacefulness is what's normal mm. and good for you and good for you. Yes. Oh, that's so great for this letter writer to know and mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. that you know, coming back to themselves and finding their peace, that's what's going to be their normal. Oh, I love that. I love it. Um, well, you know, I am wondering, you know, because there's people out there that are going to really benefit from hearing what you had to say. And I know they're going to want to know more about the work you're doing. Um, tell us a little bit about where people can find you and the work that you're working on. Okay, sure. Well, you can find me at um, tracybrownrd.com. And I have a free little intuitive eating, uh, what's intuitive eating, emotional eating kind of guide for people. Um, I do one-on-one client, you know, client work, um, either in person or um, online. And um, I'm actually getting ready to launch a six-month membership program. Um, And the reason it's kind of a a labor of love and important for me, because I grew up in an area where there weren't many resources for this kind of work. And this has been 20 years ago. So I wanted something that was accessible um, and done at a pace that's very digestible as well as affordable. So, and then you're going to also have, so have some group support and, and support for me. Um, 
And you can find the information about that really if you subscribe to my newsletter. Um, just or just even follow the blog, you'll be able to like know the exact dates. Because I'll be honest, it's going to be the end of this month. I don't have exactly what date I'm starting. It could be the 26th, the 30th. It really just depends. I'm working on the kinks, so um, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. But I mean, I'd love to be able to give you a date for sure. But it's at the end of the month. Awesome. Get going. So yeah. Well, that's okay. And the thing that's cool about podcasts is that they live on forever. So what we'll do, right. maybe by the time someone's listening to it, you've already had your program for a number of years. So um, so what I'll do right, is I'll exactly. put in the show notes, I'll put a, a link to your website and to the program and maybe even a way for them to sign up for your newsletter, then they can always be in the know. And as well, also, I'll put a link to Jenny Schaefer's book, um, Life Without Ed and Anita Johnson's uh, book too eating the light of the moon. Um, I'll put a link to all those. And so then they can have easy access to them. Well, and Tracy, thank you so much. I think you provided some really, um, well, first of all, compassionate words of wisdom for this letter writer and also some ways that she can kind of, you know, make some new pathways in her brain. I'm picturing your dad with his tractor, you know, like <laughs> going over that field with really tall grass, you know, it's such a great visual, which I think Anita Johnson's work is that's what it's a lot about too, is that storytelling, right? So, um, well, that, so, and, you know, that book inspired me to like actually be myself because I actually talk and speak in that way. That's awesome. And as, I was, as a dietitian, I was like, okay, here's your food. And this is the thing. And it <laughs> kept me not being me. I read that book. 12, 15 years ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can talk this way. I'm mm-hmm. set. This is great. <laughs> so that's what other reasons too. It's like, oh yes, this is healing for people and it's okay for me to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think um, for this letter writer, I think you provided saying that I really like make some steps towards towards peace. So thank you so much good, for your good. time and your expertise and have a great day. Oh, you too, Julie. Thank you for having me yeah. so much and everyone take care. So want to be normal eater. I hope this conversation with Tracy has provided you with some nuggets to provide like another path to peace for you or just some options that you want to further explore. And if you're someone like this letter writer, I also hope it is something that you found helpful. I see that food has written us back and I'm totally wondering what food has to say. And until then, letter writer, please keep us posted. I'm super curious, you know, how things go. And um, we're really hopeful that, you know, you're going to be able to find your own peace with food. It's just a matter of you finding your path. So take care. Dear want to be a normal eater. We notice you're trying to redefine our relationship. We tried to help you tolerate all those tough experiences and numb your pain, yet realize we can't bring you the peace you crave. Next time you reach out to us to cope, we encourage you to pause, take a breath, take another, notice what you need, notice what you want, and provide compassionate permission to be right where you are. Peace will come. Keep making your way. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. 
I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrg. Take care. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.